Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. to say thank you to all of you who have uh, written me, 
all of you who follow the broadcast, all of you that just send your support, send your love to me. I just want to say thank you so much for your encouraging words, for all of your support, and I want you to know that I love you dearly. It is such an honor to come on to the show every week on Sunday nights at 7.30 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time, on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, where we do our business show. It is such an honor and such a pleasure to come on and just share with you on Sunday nights. We basically share teaching from the Word of God. We we live by the Word. We believe the Word. We're Word-filled, and we just believe that God has uh, a Word for you at all times. We just know that God has set this broadcast up to be a blessing. There's someone out there that this broadcast is a blessing to. Maybe not to everyone, but it is a blessing to someone. And God has designed this broadcast just for you. Those of you that are in business, on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., I do a broadcast for people in business as well. Now, some of you might say, well, this is a religious broadcast. Uh, What does the business have to do with the, the preaching? But, you know, it is God that gives you the witty ideas and the inventions. It says in the word that he gives us power to get wealth. And it is God who has uh, blessed those who are in business, entrepreneurs, giving them ideas, giving them things that they can present, that they can uh, uh, go forth and have their own businesses and be a blessing to the kingdom, as well as offering up jobs for others. Uh, And so I try to share with you on Wednesday mornings about the business show just uh, to let you know that God is also involved, not just in our our spiritual life, but he's involved also in our everyday life. And I try to give you principles to follow scripturally as well as natural uh, principles so that you can become, um, uh, in, in your business, that you can become experienced in what it is that you're doing and or in what it is that you want to do. Well, we're asking you to go to our website called thewordfromgod.webs.com. We ask that you browse our site, follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites and our blogs. Uh, We now have a page on Facebook called A Word From God. And so I would ask that when you go on that page, just to please click the like button to show us that you like the page and that you have been listening uh, to our broadcast. You can email us now at a word from God three at aol dot com. Again, that email address is a word from God three at aol dot com. Uh, I would ask that you would go on and check out our ad cost and advertisement page on our website. Uh, if you would like to have your church event or business announced on the air, or if you are an artist and would like to have your CD played, gospel artist and you'd like to have your CD played on our Sunday night show, um, please go to our website for instructions on our advertising costs, or you can email me uh, at a word from God at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Uh, as I did share previously, we are on the air every Wednesday morning 
um, on my Sunday night show when I bring on a guest, I bring on someone as I feel led of the Lord uh, to to bring because I want to make sure that the people that are coming on are sharing the right kind of word with you because we are people of excellence in uh, in the word of God in this ministry. Well, on Wednesday mornings is a little bit different. Uh, I do charge for you to come on the Wednesday morning show. Uh, it's not that much. You can go on our website, uh, a word from God dot webs at aol dot com, and um, I'm sorry, a word from God dot webs dot com, and you can go on and check out our advertisement costs. Uh, it's not very very much. Uh, we would we give you the whole. Um, we devote that whole um, uh, show to you on that day. People can call in and talk with you about your business. Um, you, you have I interview you for a couple of minutes. You just have time to uh, give you about 30 to 45 minutes to just come on and just talk about your business, letting us know where you are, where you're located, uh, what you sell, uh, where do you see yourself going with your business, uh, sales, whatever it is that you might have. This is an Internet broadcast, and so it's heard all over the world. And with so much going on today in the world, uh, the Internet is a good way to get your business out there because you just don't want to deal with people in your hometown, but you also want to get the word out to people all across the world. And so this broadcast is heard all over. So on Wednesday mornings, um I would ask that uh if it's something that you would like to do, go to my um uh go to my website, a word from God dot dot com. Check everything out. If it's something you would like to do, you can email me at a word from God three at AOL dot com and we will see about getting you uh on our Wednesday morning broadcast. Also all of our broadcasts are are left in our archives and on demand, so we can you can always send people um, back to uh, listen to the website, uh, listen to the uh, the program. You can also embed that particular show on your website so that they can hear um, that interview at all times. So um, check us out, and if we can be a blessing to you and have you on our Wednesday morning show, we would definitely love to do that. Uh, we ask that you go to our blog spot. Uh, go to our blogs. We have one called a Word from God One dot blogspot dot com. Uh, our second blog. Our second blog is called um, Partners in Business One dot blogspot dot com. Um, and so we give you all kinds of tips about uh, going into business. Uh, we also um, I have not updated. Um, neither of these blogs in a while because I'm busy trying to get my book out, but I'm going to do my best to do a little bit better on uh, doing getting more info out on on my blogs as well. Uh, in my archives, I do have a message called How to Start a Business. In this message, I use scriptures for how to have a business built on God's principles. So there's a lot there to learn. I'd like for you to go. If you didn't listen last week, uh, we did an awesome message called uh, A Mighty God. We talked about the mightiness of God and the mightiness of God in our lives and how we who have the mighty God living within us, how we should be um, living our lives. 
Uh, we have one that we we did a uh, few months back called um, The Kidnapped Mind. Uh, and then we did one called uh, The True Worshipper. So we have several different um, uh, messages that you can listen to. Maybe you haven't, uh, maybe you're new to the broadcast, so you can go on and listen to some of the other shows and some of the other broadcasts uh, that we have done. And I pray that they would be a blessing to you. I have out two CDs now. It's called one is called Secrets. It sells for fifteen dollars for a two disc set. Secrets is, Secrets is to help bring healing to the wounded heart that has hidden secrets that you have buried deep within you, but you're afraid to let go of or tell anyone about. Uh, the second uh, CD is sells for ten dollars. In this message, the question I ask is. Is this just a song we sing, you know, the song, I Give Myself Away? Um, beautiful song. And I see people as we sing, and I see people lifting their hands and worshiping. But is this something that you really, really do, or is it just a song that you sing? Because Jesus gave so much. Not only did he give of himself, but he gave his very life for us. So when you're singing that song, I Give Myself Away, it should have a different meaning than what it's had in the past. So I would ask that you would uh, go to my website. Um, if it's something that you want, uh, email me. Again, like I said, at a word from God 3 at AOL.com, and we can make sure that we get that CD uh, to you. Still in progress, I do have uh, the end times. I did not realize how much info was in uh, is involved in this particular message, but um, we're going to be doing a series on that. And there are a lot. There's a lot of things that are going on that will be going on in the end times that are going on right now. Things that you need to set yourself up for. Because Jesus is on his way back. We don't know the day nor the hour. We never claim to know that Jesus is coming back October, whatever, or June, whatever. That is not what the scripture teacher says. We know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. But I want you to be alert to see the signs that are already taking place, to see what time of the season, uh, what part of the 70 years are we living in, uh, I want you to know about the uh, Bema Seat Judgment. I want you to know about the Rapture. I want you to know about the Marriage of the Lamb. There's a Bema Seat Judgment. There's a Great White Throne Judgment. Which one will you find yourself in? We're going to be talking about the Antichrist. There's so much that we want to share. Uh, so be looking for that. I'm, I'm hoping to have this this particular series finished sometime at the end of the year. Also, my new book is coming out uh, also sometime, hopefully before Christmas, so that it can be uh, a Christmas gift or just a Christmas gift to yourself, but it's dealing about secrets and wearing masks and not being true to who you are, not being true to yourself, being burdened down with guilt and shame. And so many of us go through that. So many of us have secrets that we are afraid that if someone finds out about that we will not be loved or liked or or that people will walk away from us. And this book is to help you to release those secrets. This book is to help you to heal uh, uh, 
spiritually and to heal physically because sometimes we bring things upon ourselves because of things that we're hiding within ourselves and we're bringing stress and all of that, heart attacks and all of that kind of stuff, high blood pressure to our bodies. So uh, this one will be coming out very, very soon. So I'll be looking for my new book coming out sometime towards the end of the year. I'm going to also ask that you check out my Lady Be Lovely Fashions Facebook page. I'm still working on my website, so I'm trying to get everything on my website. Um, but I'm a busy woman, so I'm, I'm in ministry, I'm in business, I'm writing a book, I'm doing a series, I'm trying to set up a website. So I'm I'm getting everything done eventually, everything, the blogs, everything is, is coming. But uh, I would ask that you go on my Lady Be Lovely Fashions uh, Facebook page. I have about 85 pieces of new jewelry that I have. Uh, go on there and take a look. It's Lady Be Lovely Fashions on Facebook. Just type in Lady Be Lovely Fashions, and you'll be able to uh, see my new, um, the new jewelry that I carry. I have some beautiful jewelry. So check us out on there, and if you see something that you do like, uh, email me uh, at Lady B. Lovely, that's L-A-D-Y-B, as in boy, L-V-L-Y, Lady B. Lovely Fashions, or L-A-D-Y-B, as in boy, L-V-L-Y, Fashion, F-A-S-H-I-O-N, don't put an S at the end, but Fashion, F-A-S-H-I-O-N, at AOL.com. If there's something that you see, I do have PayPal. I'll send you a, um, a money request, and we will get that piece of jewelry out to you. Our jewelry is fabulous, and um, I, I, I try to pick out beautiful pieces. I try to pick out one-of-a-kind pieces so you don't see yourself all over town with the same piece of jewelry on. So um, uh, that's it for our announcements right now. Also, I do want you um, to go back to tonight after the show Go back to blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page. As I said earlier, check out all of my uh, affiliate links there. Uh, there are some blogs there. Uh ask that you would go to the blog that shows um, um, no, no blood pressure. Uh, I'm sorry, blood pressure. It's called blood pressure awareness where you can learn about high blood pressure, where you can learn about eating right, changing your eating lifestyles, exercising, uh, just changing your life around completely and living a more healthier lifestyle. So um, visit all of those different blogs and all of those different links that I have on my show page here on blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God. Well, tonight we're going to be getting into the word. Uh, we have a, a message tonight entitled, I Have Come for Thy Words. That is what God is saying to us. I have come for thy words. But what words do, does God come for? Does he come for words of faith? Or does he come for words of self-pity? Or does he come for words of unbelief? God comes for words of faith. What are you speaking? What are you praying? When you pray, when you're seeking God for something, what words are you speaking 
to the Father in order for him to come for thy words. So that is our message here on tonight. We are going to right now uh, have a musical selection. Uh, we pray that uh, that this song will be a blessing to you. Um, God has just been so, so, so very good to us. And so tonight we're going to bring forth a song simply called Faith.
got the faith, you ought to clap your hands like you got it. With faith, you can conquer anything. You might not see it, but just believe it. With faith, you can conquer anything. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you. We glorify you, we honor you, and we magnify you. We thank you, Lord God, for being so good in our lives, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for watching over us, for protecting us. Father God, we're thanking you, Father God, for just protecting so many of the people, Lord God, uh, from the hurricane, oh God, from 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 the, the, the different things, Father God, that come along with that. We thank you, Father God, for bringing people over the highways and over the airways safely, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for those who have jobs, Father God. Father God, even for those who don't have jobs, we thank you, Father God, that with faith, Lord God, they can conquer anything. They may not believe it, but if they just see it, Father God, I mean, yes, if they just see it, Father God, and they believe it, Father God, that with faith, Lord God, that they will be able to have whatever it is that their hearts desire. Father, we just thank you and praise you for each and every listener, Father God. We know, Father God, that you have a work tonight for each and every one of them. You have assigned listeners tonight, Father, so we just thank you. We praise you and we glorify you. Father, we just lift up lift up your name on high. Father God, we bind the spirit of the enemy tonight. We come against him in every way uh, that we possibly can, Father, to stop him from trying to hinder, Father God, what it is that you're doing in the lives of your children. Father, we glorify you. We pray that you protect each and every one of us. We pray, Father God, for financial blessings upon each and every one of your children, O oh God. We pray, Father God, for spiritual blessings, Father God. We pray, Father God, for an enlightenment of the word, Father God, that they have a desire to pray, Father God, that they have a desire to read your word, that they have a desire to live for you, O oh God. We just magnify you right now, Father. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, put your seal of approval on this word on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, as I was praying this week and as I was uh, trying to hear from the Lord on what to say, and uh, for some reason he took me to Daniel uh, chapter 10 and verse 12. That's Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12. And uh, I was just, uh, as I was reading this particular scripture and uh, looking at the life of Daniel and how Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. He never gave up. He just kept right on praying, and he never let any food or wine or anything touch his lips, anything pleasant, I believe the Word of God says. And uh, after the 21 days, um, the angel came and he told him, he said, um, he said, I was on my way the very first day that your words were heard. He said, but the prince of Persia came and began to fight with me, meaning a demonic spirit. And uh, God sent down an angel, which was Michael, to help this other angel. And they fought this demon until they won. And then the original angel came down with the blessing to what it was that Daniel had asked God for 
But what touched me was he said, I am come for thy words. So I want you to turn to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. And first I'm going to read it from the King James Version, and then I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. And this is Daniel chapter chapter 10, verse 12, King James Version first. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from for for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. And then in the Amplified Version, uh, Daniel 10 and 12, and it reads this way. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your mind and your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come as a consequence of and in response to your words. So the angel of the Lord came. It took him a while to get there because the enemy, God's enemy, Satan, did not want Daniel to hear what God had for him. And so he stopped the angel that was coming. He sent down his demonic force, and he stopped, you know, through fighting, trying to fight off this angel so that he would not go down and be able to deliver the message to Daniel. But God sent another angel, which is Michael, the head warring angel, and they went down, and the two of them whooped up on that demonic spirit and sent him packing, sent him to where he was supposed to be. And then Michael went back to heaven, and the other angel came back and delivered the word. Now, why did God send down the other angel to help fight? Because Daniel was constantly praying. He did not give up. He was ministering to God. He kept believing God. 21 days fasting on his face, uh, laying before the Lord, just fasting and saying, you know, God, you know, I know you hear me. God, I know you're there. God, I know you're going to do this for me. And as he uh, kept praying and kept believing God, God sent down another angel to fight off to help this angel fight off this demonic spirit. And then the original angel came down with a blessing and telling Daniel, I have come because of thy words. Now God told Daniel, or the angel told Daniel, from the first day he prayed, his words were heard. What words did God hear from Daniel? Daniel's words were words of faith. Faith is what moves God to come for our words. Now, Daniel could have been down there having a pity party and, God, I don't know why you let this happen, blah, blah, blah. But God heard Daniel's faith, and his faith moved God so much. He sent another angel, go down there and help him. And when you guys get finished with that demonic spirit, Send the other angel back down with a blessing. And that's exactly what happened. You see, Daniel was seeking the Lord on some prophetic sayings in Scripture from the book of Jeremiah, 
what Daniel did first was he exalted. Uh, if, you, if you look over in uh, chapter 9 of the book of Daniel, it kind of tells you the prayer that Daniel prayed. And so he began to ex- exalt the Lord. He began to worship God about God's goodness and his righteousness. Then he prayed about their sins, their unforgiveness. I'm sorry, not their unforgiveness, but their unfaithfulness uh, to God. He prayed about how they did not listen to his words or keep his laws, how the people had turned away from God and refused to obey uh, God's law. He told God how uh, how they disobeyed him uh, and how when we or how when we or disobey, and I'm speaking about those of us now, uh, when we disobey, we allow or cause things to come into our lives that would not necessarily be if we would just listen and live the word of God. See, these people were uh, uh, beginning to disobey God's law. And when we disobey the word of God, when we disobey God's law, uh, then certain things begin to take place in our lives. And then when those things begin to happen, then we want to turn to God and say, God, why are you letting this happen when it's not God's fault, but it's our fault. Uh, as Daniel was praying, he reminded God of their of past victories, of how God brought them out of their troubles. And then he asked God not to be angry with them. He asked for forgiveness. And then he asked for favor from God. But not one time did he blame God for his troubles or blame God for what was happening to his people or his misunderstanding, he, the things that he did not quite understand. He didn't blame God for any of that. He just went to God with a heart full of love, a faithful heart. He went to God with a heart of repentance and a heart full of worship. He humbled himself to God in his prayers, expecting, expecting for God to answer his prayers. Daniel constantly prayed. He never gave up on his prayers. He also fasted. And once he did this, then the angel came with the blessing, and then the angel came for or because of his words. Why? Because his words were words of faith. When we seek God and we pray in faith, our prayers can be taken and set before God, and he will answer. Why? Because we're praying in faith. We're believing that God will do whatever it is that we ask of him. Why? Because we're praying his word. Uh, Mark 11.24. Mark 11.24 says this. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Again, therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when ye pray, 
believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. When are you going to get those things? When are you going to receive those things and have those things? It's when you believe when you pray. When you believe when you pray. Then the word says you shall receive them and you shall have them. Many a times we don't believe when we're praying, we're just uh, acting like we're at a wishing well where we can throw in a coin and say, okay, God, I hope and I pray that you do this. I, 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 this is my wish, God. I, I really want you to do this for me. But when you pray in faith, when you pray in belief, you say, Father, I thank you because your word says that I am healed, and I stand on your word for my healing. Lord, I stand on your word for salvation. Lord God, my family needs to be saved. You said that I can be saved and my household. So I thank you and I praise you, Lord, because I believe your word. If it's in your word, God, it is so. And I believe it and I receive it and I thank you. Now, for some people, they may have to continue to go back and go back and go back because some people believe that if you continue to just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray um, that uh, and, and, like, worry the Lord, that that will get you uh, your answered prayer. But the Scripture says that if you believe when you pray, then you shall receive what you ask for, meaning to me that, once you believe it, once you have received it in your heart, received the word of God in your spirit, believe that what you said is going to come to pass, you don't have to keep going back. Now you're on a thank you mission. Every time it comes to Father, I thank you. I thank you because the word of God says that uh, my family is to be saved. My household will be saved. I thank you, Father God, that you said I'm walking in health. I thank you, Father God, that you said I am financially blessed. So, Father God, I just thank you. I call in the funds from the north, south, the east, and the west. I believe you, O oh God, that whatever I ask of you, it shall happen because I pray and I believe in faith. So if you are praying a faith-filled, a word-filled prayer, you don't have to keep going back and back and back and back. From that point on, once you believe, then you just start thanking God for what he is doing in your life. When you pray, when you pray, what words are you using to get your prayers answered by God? Are you humbling yourself? Are you praying in faith? Are you speaking the word of God over your situation? Or are you having a fit telling God you don't know why he's letting this happen to you because you're such a good person and you don't understand why bad things are always happening to you? Well, those kind of prayers, if that was what Daniel had said to God, well, God, why is this happening? Why are you letting the people suffer like this? Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? Blah, 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 blah. But it was a prayer of faith. It was a prayer of repentance. It was a prayer of worship that caused God, angel, to tell Daniel, I have come for thy words. Are the angels coming and answering your prayers 
because of the words that you're speaking or are your prayers not even being answered? It might have to do with changing how you pray. God doesn't come for words full of doubt and unbelief. He's not coming for for words of arrogance to show what a great person you are, how great you are. God, I don't understand why you're letting this happen to me. God is not coming for those words. God is a faith God. He is moved only by our faith. That's what moves him. When you begin to start walking in faith, believing and trusting God, then and only then will that move heaven. Faith shakes up heaven. When the woman who had the issue of blood, when she just, she didn't touch Jesus' body. She touched his robe. She touched the hem. She touched the bottom part of his robe. And Jesus immediately stopped. It wasn't that he stopped because he felt her touch his robe. He felt faith. He felt virtue. He felt power. He felt something go out of him because someone touched him in faith. And then did he turn around and he looked at the woman and told her that her faith had made her whole. He felt her faith. That's what moves God. Many people all day long were touching God, was was touching Jesus, but he didn't stop from anybody else because there was no faith involved. They were looking for a a miracle healing. They were looking for God to, uh, uh, because, Lord, this is me, so you got to do it because it's me. But this woman had faith. And that is what stopped Jesus dead in his tracks. And he turned and told the woman that her faith had made her whole. What is hindering your prayers? On last week, we talked a little bit about some things that could hinder our prayers. And one of the things is not walking in forgiveness, uh, not walking in love. What is hindering your prayers? Um, have you ever or do you wonder why God hasn't come for your prayers or your words? Have some of you been praying for years for the same, same, same thing? Maybe it's because you're not praying according to the word of God. Is there something you need to repent of? Are you worshiping and praising God in your prayer life? Uh, repentance, worship, and faith are required to get God to come for your words. We must repent of our sins. We must worship him, exalt him. We must praise him. We must let him know how much we love him, what he means to us. And then we must pray in faith. We must get into the word of God, find what uh, uh, find what it is that we're looking for in the scripture, pray that scripture, pray that prayer, believe God, believe that once that when we pray, believe 
And then uh, once we believe that we will receive that thing that we're asking God for and that we shall have it, it is God's good pleasure. He gets pleasure out of blessing his children. God wants to do for you. He wants to be able to come down and uh, come for your words. But if your words are not faith-filled, God cannot come down. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, Isaiah 55 and 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. That's the King James Version. Now, in the God's Word translation, it reads like this. My words which come from my mouth, and this is God, my my words which comes from my mouth is like the rain and snow. It shall not come back to me without results. It will accomplish whatever I want and achieve whatever I sent it to do. Now, this is God. These are God's words. God is saying that my words are not going to come back. Uh, void, but whatever I send it to do, it's going to uh, happen. Uh, you see, when God speaks, things happen. God's words are powerful, and there is meaning to every word. When He speaks, something creative begins to happen in the spiritual and in the natural world or in the natural realm, in the spiritual realm. He then, he then says that his word does not return void or come back to him with no result. Now, when God sends out his word, it's not coming back to him void. It's not coming back uh, without any results. He says his word accomplishes everything he sends it out to accomplish, but when his word comes to us, do we accept that word as fact, or do we not accept his word and we miss out on a blessing? Now, God has sent words to you. Uh, his word is all in the scripture. I mean, that is God's word. That is God's will for your life. Now, are you saying, if God says you heal, then you heal? If God says you're financially blessed, then you're financially blessed. If God says um, that he has a mate for you, then he has a mate for you. If, if, if God says he has a ministry for you, then he has a ministry for you. Who are you to say uh, what you don't want? from God. Well, I don't I don't receive that. I don't believe that. Uh that's not for me. You're saying that what God says is it doesn't mean anything to you. That what he's saying is a lie. But the scripture says he's not man that he should lie. And he says that his word does not come back to him uh with no results. So when we do not accept his word as I said earlier, we miss out on the blessings. Your words or our words mixed with God's words are dynamite. If I'm saying the same thing that God is saying, 
that confuses and it upsets the enemy, and he knows that if my words and God's words uh, ignite together, that's powerful. That's why the enemy puts doubt and unbelief in our hearts every chance we get. We uh, we may want a car. I remember one time I, I there was a car that I wanted. I mean, I wanted this car so bad. It wasn't a brand-new car, but I liked the make and the model. This was a Ford uh, Mark V. Uh, this was back in the 70s, so the car was kind of long, but it was just, the car for me, and I wanted one. And I was, I was, I stand up and I testify. I heard somebody say, "Just begin to speak the word over what you want." So that's what I did. I began to testify every Sunday. We have testimony service. I would get up and I would quote Mark eleven twenty three that I would have whatsoever I said, and uh, I would ask and I thank God for my brand for my new Mark five and. I got prophetic words on it, and I would go down to the uh, car dealerships because, you know, they weren't accepting my credit. And I, I, I went from Riverside to to Corona to uh, all these different places until I finally got uh, got to Anaheim. But um, I went all over trying to to find this car, and finally somebody let me test drive one, and I test drove the car and. I was just ecstatic. I was happy, but I still couldn't get the car. But I did not let my uh, faith waver. I did not let what I said, uh, um, I didn't let that falter. I I kept saying, I I thank God for my Mark 5. People started laughing at me. "Mm, uh, Somebody ain't got no faith. I haven't seen seen the Mark 5 yet. You know, I mean, Christians were taunting me. Mm, somebody, Somebody don't know their word or somebody... You know, has missed God somewhere. But a year and a half later, well, before I go into that, one of the one Sunday I go to church and I see this beautiful powder baby blue Mark V parked uh, in in our church's driveway, and I'm like, oh my God! I'm like, okay, is somebody coming to the church to bless me with a Mark V? But it so happened that. Um, one of the members in my church got a brand new, or not a brand new one, but got a, a, a used Mark V. And at first my heart kind of sunk, but I said, you know what, Lord? I said, at least the car is in the right neighborhood. It's in the right vicinity. I know that my Mark V is on its way. And sure enough, you know, she uh, she let me drive it one, uh, She I think she let me drive it home because we lived we both lived on the military base at that time. She let me drive it home, and I just began to thank and praise God. And about two months later, uh, my husband and I went down to Anaheim, and uh, uh, I saw this beautiful chocolate brown and tan uh, uh, Mark V. And I just knew. I just said, Father, I'm standing on the word of God. I don't care what my credit looks like. But I am believing you because you are a man, a God of your word, and I thank you for it. And my testimony is I drove off the lot that day. Hallelujah. I drove off the lot with my own Mark 5. And, of course, the first person I went to was the one that told me that I had missed God and I wasn't hearing right and 
he he repented and he apologized to me and he apologized to God. And I I I, I tell you, I I was just so thankful. But I stayed on what I kept saying from the first day. I kept saying, I will have a Mark five. I didn't falter, I didn't waver, I didn't doubt, although the enemy came at me in many, many, many different ways to hinder me so that I would stop saying, you know, I, I've got this mark, I'm getting this Mark 5. And then I stopped saying I'm getting a Mark 5, and I kept saying I have a Mark 5. I said in the spirit realm, my Mark 5 is is on its way to being manifested and the more I said it, the more I believed it in my heart, and it came to pass. Hallelujah. So if you're asking and you're believing God, because the angel came for my words, and if you're believing God for something, you've got to hang in there. You've got to believe that when our words and God's words connect together, it becomes powerful. It becomes dynamite. It becomes explosive. And the enemy does not want that to happen in our lives. So many times what we do is we listen to his lie and uh, instead of that which God says. And when we don't listen and we don't put our words in connection with God's words, then we uh, miss out on so much. Whatever we speak, whatever we speak should happen. Why? Because Jesus lives in us. His word is in us. And we and he has given us the authority to use his name and to use his words. So you have a right to speak what the word of God says. You have a right to speak it over your life because Jesus has given you authority to speak those things in your lives. Words are very powerful, and words can be positive or they can be negative, uh, depending uh, on how these words are being used. There's an old saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And sometimes that is not always true, because words can wound and sometimes they can even hurt. There are kind and encouraging words, and then there are hateful and mean words. As children, uh, many of us were told when we were growing up, we were some things were were told to us were so ugly and so mean. Some of us were told we were ugly, uh, that we would that we were stupid that we would never amount to anything. Maybe they laughed at how we looked. Maybe our head was too big or they felt like we were too dark or we were too light or our hair was too nappy or it was too short or it was too stringy. I mean, they they found things. Our eyes were too big. They found things to laugh at us about, anything to make us feel bad about ourselves. Uh, Some of these were spoken over us by our parents. Some of these were spoken over us by our teachers, uh, by our our so-called friends, classmates, uh, whatever. But then some of us had encouraging words spoken over us, saying that we were beautiful or we were handsome 
or that we were smart and intelligent, and that we could be whatever we wanted to be. And I think about our president of the United States, how his mom uh, raised him and his grandparents, and and she instilled uh, uh, good things in him and uh, uh, let him know that he was smart and let him know that he was intelligent, and she made him get after his his schoolwork, and he went to college, and he became, uh, I believe, um, uh, the first black president of the uh, of of the law law club or something like that at one of the the schools he went to. And eventually, all of that, uh, those encouraging words, because people did say mean things to him because he was half African-American and half Caucasian. And people did say ugly things to him, but he did not allow those words to to ruin his life. And he went out, he, he knew one side of his heritage, and so he went out to discover the other side of his heritage, which was his African-American side, and all in the process of going to school and working to help others and and his mother's encouraging words, which has led him now to be the first African-American president ever in history. So sometimes words can tear us down or some words, can uh, build us up, depending on what words are spoken over us. Uh, sometimes words can de- determine how we think about ourselves, how we carry ourselves, how we turn out in life, as we were, as I was just saying about our president. If a person constantly hears all their life that they won't amount to anything, in some cases they won't. Only if they have the right mindset to change how they think and refuse to believe what was negatively spoken over them. You can change anything in your life. It doesn't matter what other people have said about you. It doesn't matter that people said you were too short or too fat or too dumb or too stupid or you you can never amount to this or never amount to that. You you you'll never be a great football player. You'll never be a basketball player. You'll never be an entertainer. Oh, you can't be a preacher because you stutter. I mean, there are people always telling you what you cannot do. Their words are hateful and evil words. But you can walk right past those words, step right over those words into the words and say, you know what? I can do anything I want if I put my heart to it. So you can refuse all the negative words that were spoken over you and speak good words over yourself. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's Proverbs 18.21, King James Version. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And now in the uh, God's Word translation in Proverbs 18.21, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. What words are you saying? What are you saying over your children? What are you saying over your spouse? 
what are you saying uh, over uh, uh, yourself? You can counteract things that other people say about you by just uh, speaking certain words over yourself. There is power in your tongue. The things we say, be it positive or negative, once it's out there in the atmosphere, you cannot get those words back, but you can counteract them. You can begin to change what has been said over you, and you can stand in the faith. You can stand firm in faith in the word of God, and you can change anything, any words, anything through faith because you can refuse to believe that you're stupid. You can refuse to believe that you're dumb and you're not going to amount to anything. But you can speak to yourself, I am somebody, and I will make it, and I will have my own business, and I will become uh, a minister of the gospel, and I will become an entertainer. I won't let anything stop me from my dream. I'm believing God that I'm going to have a house in the suburbs. I believe that God is going to give me witty ideas and inventions for uh, so that I can become financially independent. I will be a teacher where I can help others. You can change all of the negativism that has been spoken over your life. You can change it. Mark eleven twenty three. This has always been my favorite verse uh, in scripture uh, because it is a a um, a book on. It is a scripture of faith, strong. Because you see, in uh, right before this, uh, Jesus had wanted some figs, and uh, he went and saw the fig tree, and there were no figs on it, and so he cursed the tree and told the tree that from that day forth that it would never again uh, uh, bear forth fruit. And he and the disciples went on their way, and when they came back, the disciples said, "Master, look." The tree that you cursed, it is all totally withered up, it's dry, and it's dead. There, There's nothing. And then they remembered what Jesus had said, and then Jesus told them in verse 22 of Mark uh, 11, he said, have faith in God, or in another translation, have the God kind of faith. Jesus just spoke it, and the tree heard it, because Jesus is the creator of everything. He spoke it, and it happened. So this is what it says in Mark eleven twenty three, And it says this, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall... Not he might. He shall, not maybe one day, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now remember, Jesus had cursed a literal tree. It wasn't a figment in anybody's imagination. It wasn't symbolic. It was a real tree. So this is what Jesus says. Uh, He says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this mountain that the scripture is speaking about is a literal mountain. 
It doesn't. It's not symbolic to something else. It's not symbolic to um, uh, troubles in your life. But Jesus was speaking of a of a real mountain, just like he spoke to a real tree. It says, um, "Who shall ascend this mountain? Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass." He shall have whatsoever he says. And so, as I was saying a minute ago, Jesus is talking about a literal mountain. But many of us would say that that could not happen. There is no way that I can speak to that mountain and it will happen. Well, already you've nullified any faith uh, uh, to even speak to that mountain. Why? Because we don't even believe it can happen. Some of us can say, I've never even seen it happen. So how in the world uh, could uh, I, I speak to that mountain and it disappears? In faith, we can do anything. Just because we have never seen it done doesn't mean it can't or it will not happen. I remember one time when we were living in Hawaii, we were stationed at Hickam Air Force Base in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I remember it was raining, and I was working for the BX, which is the base exchange, sort of like the military Walmart or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I was working there, and uh, I was one of the uh, department managers. I, I managed the food section. And uh, the drivers and the stock people, they wanted to be able to get the uh, – Get the uh, the product off of the um, off of the truck, but they could not because it was raining so bad. And so I was kind of half jokingly, but really serious too about my next statement. And I told the guy, I said, I can pray and believe God, and God will make it stop raining. And he looked at me, he was like, yeah, mm -hmm, right, okay, ding dong, this girl's crazy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Okay, we got a lunatic here. So I just went off over in the corner somewhere, and I said, Father, I said, show yourself strong. I said, we have people here who are nonbelievers who don't believe that you can make this rain stop because it was supposed to rain all that afternoon. It was supposed to have been nonstop. And I said, but Father God, I am your child. And I said, according to my faith, be it done, Father God. And I quoted Mark eleven twenty three. And I said, Father, I know that according to your word, you said that if I believe and doubt not in my heart, I will have whatsoever I said. And I and I and I went back to the guy and I said, if it stops raining, or not if I said when it stops raining, I said, would you believe that God did that and did it for you? He said, yeah, 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 if, if if it stopped raining, I'll believe that there's a God and that he stopped the rain. I said, okay, and I went back and I finished my prayer. And I I can't tell you, it was like as soon as I said amen, the rain stopped. I mean, it stopped. It The sun came out, the rain stopped, and the guy looked at me. He looked at me all crazy. He said, did you really pray? I said, yeah, I prayed. And I said, I just believe that God answers my prayers. I said, it has nothing to do with me. It's all on God. And I said, you said it. If you 
if God stopped the rain, that you would uh, believe that he can do what he says he can do. And he was like, wow, I don't believe it. Wow, really, there really is a God. Wow, this is awesome. It really stopped raining. Man, I don't believe it really stopped raining. And as soon as they undid, uh, as soon as they um, got everything off of the truck, then the rain started right back. And, I mean, it, it was just such a blessing to see God in action that way. Just like how Jesus said, peace be still, and the waves stopped, and the river and the ocean stopped uh, doing and rolling and doing all the things it did, and it just became calm and peace. If you trust God, if you believe God, God can work miracles in your life. I remember another situation where we were at a conference at uh, a big another conference in Hawaii, and there was a minister there, and uh, God used him a lot in signs and in wonders and in miracles. And as um, I was a little doubtful about some of the things that I saw, because I was like, mm, I don't know, you know, I don't know about this. And he said that, he said, first, there, there are some people out there, and he said, and your your uh, arms and legs, uh, one arm and one leg is shorter. And um, as I sat there, there was one lady that I could see real well. She wasn't on stage, but she was right in front of me. I was sitting up, and she was sitting down on the first floor. And I, my eyes were glued to her. The Holy Spirit just told me to look at her. And I looked at her. And as I looked at her, and the, the pastor was praying, he did not come and lay hands on this woman, but the Holy Spirit did. And I saw the woman's hands raised, and I saw where her left arm was shorter than her right arm. And if I tell you that I saw that woman's left arm shoot up, I saw it move up, and it moved up to the same level as her right arm. And you cannot tell me from this day forward that God is not a miracle worker. God can do great and powerful and mighty things if we would only trust him and if we would only believe him. Jesus said we can speak to the mountain. He says we can tell it to be removed, and we can cast it in the sea, and for us not to doubt what we say, but to believe in what we say. The word of God says we can have whatsoever we say it. If we speak to the mountain, we can tell the mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea or whatever situation is in your life, whatever your particular mountain is. Maybe it might be health. Maybe it might be finances. Uh, Maybe it might be your children. Maybe it might be salvation. Maybe it might be deliverance. Whatever it might be. That is your mountain. But what Jesus was talking about in this scripture was a literal mountain. But what is the mountain in your life? You can be, you can speak to that mountain in your life, and you can tell it to go, and you can send it back to wherever it needs to go. Uh, 
if you don't doubt in your heart, but if you believe in what you are saying, if you believe in the word of God, if you believe God's word, the Bible says you can have whatsoever you say it. Whatsoever you say it. If you believe and doubt not. What are you saying? Number one, what situation or problem are you speaking to? What is the problem in your life? What is the situation in your life? What is the the mountain in your life? Is it debt, health, spiritual, job-related? What is it? Once you know what mountain you need to speak to, you need to speak to that mountain. What are you telling, number two, what are you telling your situation or your problem to do? Where are you sending it? I always send them back to the pits of hell from whence it came because I didn't order it. I didn't order I I don't pay no cash on delivery. I didn't order it. I didn't go through the catalog looking and say, hmm, I want that. I, I, I want to lose my job. And, oh, well, maybe, uh, oh, yeah, repossess my car. I didn't order that. I didn't order that. And I send that back to the pits, to the pits of hell from whence it came. So where are you sending your problem? You send them back to the enemy. Are you keeping your problem close to your heart? Are you babying the problem? Well, you know, nobody understands me and nobody um, really cares about me. And I'm just, I don't know. You know, when, when these problems come in my life, you know, I just, I just receive them, and it must be my burden to carry. This must be what God has for me to go through. Uh, Many times, are you having a pity party? Oh, wow. You know, well, nobody likes me anyway, so why do I even try to get involved in anything at church or at work? You know, people don't like me. You know, this always happens to me. I don't understand why this always happens to me, whining and complaining God cannot come for those words. Number three, are you doubting? Are you fearful? Are you faithless? Uh, Do you not trust God or his word or in God's ability? Is doubt so much a part of your life that you cannot trust God? You have to take doubt and kick it to the curb. You have to take that lack of faith and kick it to the curb as well. Number four, are you full of faith? Are you trusting God? Are you believing his word? Do you know in whom you believe? Have you tried believing God? Have you ever just tried to believe God just to say, you know what? I have done everything else. I don't have any other choice now. So I'm just going to believe God. I remember the first time uh, I paid my tithes. My husband and I had never paid our tithes before, ever. And we had heard about tithing, but it, it, it was just, you know, 10% of our money. We're not making that much as it is. And we were living in Okinawa, Japan. That's where we got saved, or that's where I got saved. I believe he rededicated his life in Okinawa, Japan, but I got saved over there. And um, in Okinawa, Japan, they did not play when it came to utilities. 
There was no grace period. There was no I'll bring I'll bring it in next next week on payday. They wanted it now and they wanted it right now. And if they didn't get it, they would uh, be at your house and your lights, all your utilities would be off. And so we had enough money to pay our utilities or we had enough money to pay our tithes. They were the exact same thing. We paid our tithes or we could pay our utilities. Now, we knew what it was like with our utilities, but we sat down and we said, we're going to trust God. Because the word of God says that if you don't pay your tithes, you're cursed with a curse. So we decided we were going to believe God. And when we believed God, so we paid our tithes. And so the next day, our utilities were due, and we had no money. And so we went down to the utility company, and uh, whenever they would see uh, any Americans, uh, they would call us GI. And uh, we walked up to the counter, and we, we had this man before. And uh, he said, um, hey, G.I., you here pay light bill? And uh, my husband at the time, he said, uh, yes, he said, but I have a problem. He said, I don't have uh, the the light bill money. And uh, he said, I'm really sorry, and I don't, I'm not going to be able to get anything until I get paid. Uh, when you get paid? And he and uh, my husband told him, and he said, oh, no problem, no problem. You get paid next time. You pay, make sure you pay, but we have no problem. You pay, and uh, we like you, no problem. You come back, pay when you get tense. When, when, when you get paid, you come back, and you pay. We know turn off lights. And I sat there, and, and I couldn't believe it because we had had this man before, and he literally cussed us out because we didn't have the money and uh, came over to our house and cut our lights off. You know, and there we are in a foreign country with our lights off, not knowing what to do. But uh, uh, God did allow us to get them turned back on. We did get help from the uh, from the military. But it was just, uh, it was such a miracle because we saw God go in and massage this man's heart and change this man's heart. And number five, do you have what you say? When you pray and you believe God and you you doubt not and you speak to your mountain and you send your uh, send that problem or send that mountain to a place to be cast into the sea or you send it back to the pits of hell, send it back to the devil or wherever it came from, do you have what you say? Now, uh, know this, that what you say can go both ways because if you... Uh, believe in the doubt words that you're speaking and in the unfaithful words if you if you believe in the words that you're speaking and they're doubt filled that's going to come to pass if you keep saying oh boy every time we go on vacation i get sick i tell you boy i you know in three days you watch i'm gonna get sick because we're going on vacation you just watch it and there you go and then you're sick because you begin to will that into your life but if you are speaking faith-filled words and you're trusting God and believing him and not doubting, the scripture says you can have what you say. It just depends on which way you uh, cause your words to go. Do they go towards faith or do they go towards doubt? 
So you have to be very, very careful of what you're saying because you could be speaking something else into your life that you don't want to speak into your life. Matthew 12 and 37 says this, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Matthew 12, 37 reads, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Your words will either acquit you, meaning set you free, or they will condemn you, causing you to stay in bondage. If God would say to you today, I am coming for your words, what words would he find? Would he find your words coupled with his for a dynamic explosion of power and a finish to the problem? Or are your words coupled with the enemy's words to a point that the problem just lingers on for months and months at a time, constantly coming back to plague you as as often as you allow it. We must remember that God hears us on the first day we pray. We must continue to pray in faith. We must worship God for who he is. We must repent and we must doubt not. You will soon hear God say, I have come for thy words along with the answer for your prayers. If today God says, Daughter, I have come for thy words. Son, I have come for thy words. What words are you offering up to God? Are they words of faith or are they words of doubt? God is not moved by doubt. He is not moved by unbelief. So it's pretty much safe to say that he's not coming for those words. Somebody else may come for those words. The enemy may come for those words because he put those words in your thoughts. But God is coming for faith-filled words. He is coming for words that are going to bring you life, that are going to bring you blessings, that are going to bring you everything that you desire from God. If you are praying the word of God, if you are praying the word of God, then you are praying God's will over your life. So we're going to stop right here, and we're going to go into a musical uh, selection and enjoy. The Bible says if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. It shall come to pass. If you believe it, clap your hands and say, I believe it.
Praise God, praise God, praise God. It shall come to pass. Whatever it is that God has for you, whatever you are believing God for, it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I heard them say every word that God has spoken to you, meaning his word, his word that he has spoken to you. It will come to pass if you believe. If it what God has spoken, he's more than able to do. And then they said, hold on and believe. Can God come for your word? If you want it to come to pass, can God come for your word? And bring that thing with him that you so desperately want, that you so desperately need, that God has shown you that he has for you. If you don't reject God's word, if you don't reject what the word of God is saying to you, God will come for your word and he will bless you and he will bring the blessing with him. And you will have whatsoever your heart desires, whatsoever you say, you can have it. As long as it's been promised to you in the Word of God. You can have a yes answer to any of your prayers as long as you're praying the Word of God. I'm not saying praying for somebody else's mate. Praying for someone to die, praying for something, uh, 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 you know, praying, praying heartache or hardship on someone else. But I'm talking about legitimate prayers, things that have to do with the Word of God and with your life. Are you praying for people to be saved? Are you believing God for their salvation? Or are you just saying, I'm going to give up? You know, it's been this long. You know, I don't know. I, I I just been praying for 20 years, and my husband's not saved, and my wife's not saved, and my children's not saved. But are you hanging in there, and you're just constantly quoting the Word of God? Are you reminding God what His Word says? Because believe me, God will come for your words. He will He will come and take those words and, and replace. Hallelujah. In the place of those words, God will bring you the greatest blessing you could ever receive. God loves you on today, and he wants you to know that if you will just trust him, that if you will just have faith in him, that if you will just believe him, it will come to pass. God is not man that he should lie. He is not going to tell you one thing and then change his mind and do something else. If God said it, that uh, I believe it, and that settles it. Do you trust God on tonight to believe that whatever his word says, that it's for you, that it's for you? If God has called you into ministry, do you accept that calling? 
because it will come to pass. God, in, in some cases, some things are not happening in our lives because God is waiting on us. We're holding up the progress in our life. We're holding up the financial blessings in our life. We're holding up salvation in our lives because we are not trusting God. We don't want to receive that which God says he has for us. Don't allow the enemy to hold your blessing back any longer. Kick him to the curb and you begin to step out in faith and you begin to believe God and you begin to say, God, I thank you. I praise you right now. I worship you right now. I repent, oh God, for the things that I've done. Lord God, I I honor you because of your greatness. I, I thank you, Lord, for you being so good to me. Lord, I will let the world know. I will tell people about your wonderful goodness, about your greatness. Hallelujah. Mm. God will bring to pass whatever it is that you have asked of him as long as you're asking it according to his will. God loves you tonight. He loves you tonight. He wants to come for your word. And not only come for your word, but he wants to bring the blessing that you've been praying for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Everything, it shall come to pass. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify Hallelujah. We glorify God on tonight. It shall come to pass. Why? Because I have come for thy words. Hallelujah. And along with God coming for your words and coming because of your words, he brings the blessing with him. So no matter what you've asked him for, no matter what you're believing him for, there are some things that aren't going to happen just because they're not in the will of God to happen. But what's in God's will to happen, it will happen. And God will come for your words. Hallelujah. Well, I pray tonight that you enjoyed this uh, message. I have come for thy words. And as you know, uh, on many occasions, uh, you can go back in if you want to rehear the message, uh, if you want to tell your family or friends about this message that you heard on this evening, uh, they can go back on on my archives and then on my on demand, and they can rehear the messages all over again. As I said, this message goes out all over the world, and see, and I'm believing God that uh, this 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 broadcast that I do, that it's going to reach the world in a mighty, mighty way, and that people will receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and that they will be strengthened by the Word of God that that I share each and every week. I don't do this for for, for fun or 
do this because I don't have anything to do, but I do this because I've been called to the gospel to preach the unadulterated word of God. I do this because I love God's people, and I want to be a blessing to each and every one of you. And I want to reach the world before Jesus comes back. And I want to do my part in the kingdom. This is my part to do. And I want to be a blessing to each and every one. Well, on last week, I started something that I normally don't do. And I've never done it before other than um, uh, last week was actually my first time. I'm probably the only minister that has ever ministered or or preached on the radio or on TV who um, has not um, asked for money. And uh, when I do preach, you know, people do bless me and and that forth. But as far as actually asking for uh, financial blessings to further along the kingdom of God, I have not done that. But I, as I was praying about what to do and uh, f- for finances, for the ministry, uh, God has given me some things that he wants me to do ministry-wise. Uh, there are some places that I'm to go. Um, there are some um, uh, things that God just has placed on my heart for me to do uh, ministry-wise, and I need financial help. To do those things So tonight I want to talk to you about Sowing your seed Into the a word from God Broadcast I was praying and it has been Confirmed by two witnesses And the scripture where it says You have not because You ask not found in James 4 and 2 uh, God put it on My heart to ask the body Of Christ for love offerings and donations, because as I just said, there are many things that God has laid on my heart to do for his kingdom. I know that, of course, many of you pay tithes and give offerings at your own church, which is what you are supposed to do. But I'm just asking you to pray and seek God about being a blessing to this broadcast. Uh, Let the Lord drop in your heart how much Uh, He wants you to uh, give to this ministry. Allow God to move on your heart concerning this request. If he should so lead you to be a blessing to this ministry, uh, email me at uh, awordfromgod3 at aol.com. That's awordfromgod3 at aol.com. And just let me know that you want to be a blessing financially to this ministry, and I will at that time send you a PayPal request, uh, uh, a request for money uh, form from PayPal, and you can pay it online through uh, PayPal. To all who give according, to all who give according to God's leading, may he prosper you uh, forever. I mean, just prosper you. To those who cannot give, I also pray that God uh, prospers you, but I also ask that you would continue to pray for us because prayers are very, very important. And I'm believing God that he's going to do 
just that. I call in the finances from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and I know that God has people out there that are going to lay money in my hands so that I can do what God has called me to do. And I once again, I want to say thank you to all who are a part, who who listen to me every week, who write me, who encourage me, uh, who support me. I, I just want you to know it is it means so much to me to get those uh, words of encouragement. It is such a blessing. Uh, uh, some people who are in the Dallas area who just come up to me sometime and just say how much they enjoy the broadcast. Uh, to those who are elsewhere in the world, you know, for emailing and saying what you uh, think about the broadcast, uh, just continue to pray for me. I'm a humble servant. I, I try to do what the Spirit of the Lord tells me to do. I try to uh, follow the leading of the Spirit. Um, I have no agendas. I'm I, I I try not to do anything for um, myself because I I truly do love the Lord and I want God's greatest blessings on my life and I know that if I do God's business, He will take care of my business. And so, if you feel led to be a blessing, as I had said earlier to this ministry. It would be so much appreciated. Um, I just thank and praise God for you. Uh, email me and let me know what you think about our broadcast. Um, uh, just leave me a little email. I will write you back. Um, uh, I would I would love to have some type of contact with you, just to pray with you, just to talk with you. Maybe you have questions for me that you just want you and I to talk about and you don't want to talk about over the air, I would be more than willing to just give you a call or, or email you back or however you might want me to um, uh, respond to you. But uh, I just thank God and for each and every one of you. Um, I am pretty much through. Uh, this has been a blessed event this evening. Um God has God always just ministers so beautifully on this um on this broadcast. And as I said, uh, it is such a joy, it is such a blessing uh for me to uh come every week and uh just let you know what thus saith the Lord. God has truly been a wonderful God. He uh, has Bless my soul. He blesses my soul each time that I um, do this, that I get on the air and I minister the Word of God. As I said, on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. at uh, uh, Central Standard Time, uh, Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, I do a Wednesday morning business show. I call it a, a Word from God business show. And I do try to talk, uh, I, I try to include scripture. And when I'm talking about business right now, I'm talking about uh, doing a business plan, uh, how to get a business plan. I'm going to be eventually getting into business ideas. 
uh, I went to service the other night, and some of you may uh, be thinking about owning your own business. And some of you might say, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know what kind of business I can get into. I don't have a lot of money. Is this a good time to get into a business? And I would say, yes, it is. And especially if you're not working, you might be a baker or you might be a cook. Um, One of my daughters has a friend who... um, she uh, She's a baker, and she just started a little business out of her home, just baking cakes and pies and cobblers and just passing out flyers and letting people know that she was into business for herself. And now she has a pretty thriving business. Why? Because she used what was in her hands. Her hands were anointed to bake. And some of you are the same way. You have an anointing to bake. You have an anointing to cook. You have an anointing to sew. You have an anointing to do hair. You have an anointing to do maybe to 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 take care of people, to take care of children. Maybe that's your business. Maybe your business isn't to go out and 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 start a uh um a shoe store or to start a a men's hat store. But maybe it's just to take care of what's around the house. Maybe you're to open up a consignment store. Maybe you're to do a rental uh, store. But you'll never know until you fall on your knees and you pray and you ask God, God, what is it that you have in my hands that I can do? What God gave me was I have a fashion sense. I love clothes. I love jewelry. I love hats. I love shoes. And and I love to dress. And that was the one thing I could do. I'm not a uh I wasn't a financial person. I wasn't a great uh go out and knock on doors kind of salesperson. But I know fashion. And I know how to make women feel good uh, when they're in their clothes. Uh, I, 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 I know how to accessorize. I know how to put a hat and a purse and a pair of shoes with a dynamic suit or with a dynamic dress. Or, or um, I know how to put a bridal gown on a bride and make her feel. I was telling a friend the other day that when I used to work at a bridal store, and I dressed this girl up in a bridal outfit. She was so beautiful that when I took her out on the podium and her mother saw her for the first time in this bridal gown, not only was her mother crying, but mothers of other uh, other daughters in there were crying because she looked so beautiful because I know how to do that. That's my talent. That's what God gave me to do. Fashions and jewelry and shoes and hats and handbags and wedding gowns. I know about that thing. So that was what was in my hands. But what's in your hands? God has placed something there for you. And all you have to do is get the courage. Because, see, if you are, uh, I'm going back to the baking, it doesn't take a whole lot of money to start 
uh, a little baking business. All you got to do is, I don't know if you make your cakes and stuff from scratch, if you know how to make all the top-notch cakes. I don't know if you know how to make a hat box cake and a shoe-looking cake and a bell cake or, you know, the Nashville bell ring. I don't know, but you might be that creative. All you got to do is make you some cupcakes and some cookies, make you a cake, slice it up, package a couple of cookies, package one cupcake, go around to the different offices that are in your community and just say, you know, I have some cupcakes and cookies that I'd like to leave in your break room. Uh, I'm going into business for myself. I'm going to leave some flyers if anyone is interested. Put your prices for your cakes. Put your prices for your cookies. If your cakes, pies, cookies, cobblers, whatever are delicious, trust me, people will order from you. They will order. And then eventually you're going to have so many orders, you're not going to know what to do. But the first step is to step out in faith. The first step is to talk to God and say, God, what can I do? When he drops, whatever he drops in your spirit, step out on faith. It doesn't matter about the economy. It doesn't matter about anything. You just step out. If you know you can whoop up on some hair, if you know you know how to do hair, then you enroll in somebody's beauty college. And and maybe you just know how to braid hair. Then braid hair. Make you some money braiding hair. Do it good. Do it excellently so that uh, they will tell their friends about you and that you can start your little thriving hair braiding business. There's so much that you can do if you just trust God to do it. That's all you got to do. Just trust God. Step out in faith. God will put it in your hand. He'll put it in your heart. Maybe you're a, uh, an author. I I didn't know I could write, but I know that now. I didn't know it. I always thought that my only singing and my only talent in the whole world was singing. I I I loved to sing. I I mean I love to I love to sing. I somewhat have a decent singing voice, and. And I always loved to sing. But God told me I was more than just that. I was more than just a singer. That I was a preacher of the gospel. But I was just more than a preacher of the gospel. I have books on the inside of me. That I'm more than just a a book writer. But I'm also a businesswoman. So all of those things, those talents, I didn't know I had. Because all I went after was, I was a singer. But God said there was more to me than just that. And there's more to you than just the one little thing that you think you can do. You do that one little thing and you do it well. I sang and I sang and I sang. And then I preached and I sang. I preached and I sang. I sang and I preached. Now I sing, I preach, and now I'm writing books. I sing, I preach, I write books. Now I sing, I preach, I write books, and I own my own business. So, see, you don't know what's on the inside of you. Let God unleash that man, that woman that wants to get out of you. Let God unleash them and let them out and let them become everything 
that God wants you to become because there is something for you. God doesn't want you to sit at home and worry and wonder, why, Lord, how am I? Oh, God, I just don't understand what's happening. You know, go back to school. Do whatever you have to do to become the individual that God has for you to become. Many of you out there, there is so much potential in you. There is so much potential in you that God has great things, but you're afraid. Don't let fear stop you from becoming that woman or that man that God wants you to be. Maybe it's to be a teacher. Maybe it's to open up your own special school. Whatever it might be, go for it. Step out in faith. Begin to claim it. Begin to speak it. And let God come for those words. And let God bring the blessing to you. Well, once again, I'd like for you to go to my um, my my show page here, uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash your word from God where you can um, go to all my different blogs and all my different affiliate links. Go to my Facebook page, Lady Be Lovely Fashion. I want you to be able to see all the gorgeous jewelry that, that we carry at Lady Be Lovely Fashion. And sometime this week I'm going to be adding clothes to that as well. Uh, go in there and check us out. And if there's anything that you see, anything that you like, you can uh, email me at Lady, L-A-D-Y, B, like Becky, Lady B, L-V-L-Y, Fashion, Lady B, Lovely Fashion, Lady, L-A-D-Y, B, as in Becky, L-V-L-Y, Fashion, no S on the end, at A-O-L dot com. I want you to know that God has great things for you if you will step out in faith if you will believe God, you can be in business too for yourself. You can be your own uh, sole proprietor. You can be in a, a corporation. You can uh, have a partner. But whatever it is, seek God. Step out on faith. Because like the song says, the best is yet to come. I want to say thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist, Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors that you do for him. See you next week, next Sunday night at 7.30 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. And I will see you on Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. God bless you. Have an awesome evening. And remember that God loves you, and he has the best for you. Today is the 
Go ahead. 